Aloha everyone and thank you for joining. This is your host Gerda Espinoza and I am the Motivational Caregiver. This podcast is committed to uplifting and supporting caregivers and non-caregivers alike. Today I will discuss idiopathic lung disease. Unfortunately, my mother was given this diagnosis a couple of months ago. So let's start by defining exactly what idiopathic pulmonary fibrosis is. Um, It falls into a group of disorders called interstitial lung disease that causes scarring in the lung tissue. But in order to have a clearer or visual understanding of that, we have to break down the lung function in its healthy state. Breathing structures within the lungs are like tree branches, starting with the bronchi as the larger branch and the bronchioles as the smaller branches. At the end of the bronchioles are alveoli. They have a very thin membrane. They're like um, air sacs. Um, They have a thin membrane because that's where the gas exchange takes place, where we trade in the carbon dioxide extracted from our blood, our, our blood circulation for oxygen. We don't just have these bronchioles flopping around. We have um, the surrounding area that provides structural support. That is the interstitium. That is the connective tissue. It allows the whole process of breathing to happen, allowing your lungs to expand when you inhale and relax when you exhale. The interstitium is also, for some reason, the part that becomes increasingly rigid in pulmonary fibrosis diagnosis. Eventually, it becomes stiff enough to make it difficult, leading to shortness of breath, um, and eventually making it impossible for the alveoli to make that very necessary gas exchange. This disease is also a progressive lung disease, which means within the current scientific research, a cause has not been identified, and therefore, we have no cure. That leaves us with a handful of treatments and comfort care. As soon as she was diagnosed, I got to work researching and filling any gaps in my knowledge. So I wanted to share with you my thought process from a caregiver standpoint and how I arrived at the treatment that I've implemented. So knowing the function of the lung, I I wanted to provide support to every part of the body that participates in the mechanism of breathing inside, outside, and systemically. So inside, uh, supporting the bronchi, we use a combination nebulizer, albuterol, which is a bronchial dilator, and atrovent, which relaxes the airway muscles and increases the flow. So before she gets this, that's uh, very much a Western modality, right? So before she gets this treatment, Um, we want to relax her external muscles in order to optimize her ability to breathe and therefore gaining maximum benefit from her nebulizer treatment. So we do that by providing massage therapy that focuses on the muscles of the chest wall and external intercostal muscles as well as the lung meridian. In this way, we're quite literally supporting Western medicine with Eastern modality. Systematically, uh, systemically rather, I decided to go with a lung support herbal tea. Um, Ginger root, licorice root, um, 
ginkgo, lemongrass, sage, oregano, and slippery elm. That is the uh, combination that is in the lung support tea that I use. One of the biggest challenges though was her dry cough at night for which I tried every over-the-counter medicine and it didn't work, um, even NyQuil. She would just cough and cough past that and it was interfering with her sleep and we all know that we need sleep for healing. So I decided to provide a lung enzyme uh, in hopes that it would reduce her cough. Through research and consultation, I came up with a combination of uh, serapeptase and natokinase. I couldn't have guessed how well that was going to work. It reduced her night coughing by about 90%. Now keep in mind that everyone is different, but this really worked for her. Since then, I've added sound frequency therapy that helps regulate her breathing with theta and beta binaural beats. Um, meditation is not far behind there, just relaxing the mind and the rest of the body. Um, we use aromatherapy um, cautiously because as a respiratory um, disease, you don't want to create triggers. However, we do use peppermint around and not too close um, her, and uh, I find that it's, it's very pleasant for everyone else, but it's also very therapeutic for her. So I hope this uh, information was helpful to you and that next time you're encountered with a difficult diagnosis, you can pause long enough to dissect it down to the basics and uh, learn to build a support foundation around it. And because it's my belief that the body always wants to return to base, right? It always wants to return to homeostasis and that we should do all that's in our power to support it by keeping that foundation steady and strong. So until next time, this is Gerd Espinoza wishing you a fabulous week and providing you with knowledge, support, and community.